It's the Muppets Minute Show. We're your hosts, Annie and Nick. Yay! We are here to talk about the Muppets movies minute by minute. Today, we're talking about the great Muppet caper, Minute 20. We are 20 minutes into this, bad boy. Minute 20 begins with Miss Piggy explaining why she's in Lady Holiday's office and ends with Lady Holiday telling Piggy to sit. I was going to ask you, there's a line in this that I watched several times and I don't know what it is. Uh, Maybe you don't either. The part where... She's going on and on about her dreams, and then she says something, and then Lady Holiday says, absolutely not. What did she say? Do you know what she says? No, you know, I tried that one, too. I was hoping you got it. I could not understand it either. I mean, I thought maybe it was like, can I come in, or can I I sit? I don't know what she's saying, but whatever it is, Lady Holiday is not having it. Oh, no, I think I got it this time. You're talking right when she gets up next to her? Right when Piggy- no, 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 no. She's on the other side of the desk and okay. she's, she finishes saying her whole long thing and then she's quiet for a minute. And she, it's almost like she looks down at the desk or she looks at the pencils or something and then she looks back up at her and says something and then Lady Holiday says, absolutely not. Uh, I, I don't know what she said there. Yeah, and I don't have I don't captions. Uh, if, if anyone out there knows, let us know. Anyway, it seems like she said something just like that she wanted to do, and, and obviously Lady Holiday doesn't have time for this. Yeah. Uh, so it's not super important, but I, I did watch it several times, and I can't figure out for the life of me what she's yeah, saying. Yeah, that one I couldn't get, because then right after that she asks, and I show you my portfolio, and she says yeah. no, but she says, gives it to her anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I don't she, know. It is kind of funny, too. Like, there were a couple lines in here, too, that she it's just hard to tell exactly what she's saying, because maybe they're being ad- ad-libbed or something. But, like, she says, like, uh, when she puts the portfolio down, is she like, will you do the honors? Or she says something like that because, you know, she doesn't want to have to turn the pages. Or Frank <laughs> Frank doesn't want to have to turn the pages. So she, she goes ahead and does it, which I think is a nice little uh, <laughs> nice little touch. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this, uh, this portfolio. Let's talk about Piggy's portfolio for a minute here. Um, these are great. I would have loved to have been there on the day where they did these photos because it's just like, Obviously, it's the same pose, and that's the joke, and her face is exactly the same, which is funny because we were just talking about how Piggy is one of the few Muppets that's actually able to express a range of emotion with all her different eyes. and uh, So she could have probably had many different <laughs> poses in here, but uh, she chose to go with the exact same pose over and over in different outfits, and, and all the poses are, this is me reeking grandeur, the second one is being aloof, the third one is being demure. And the fourth one is daring. Daring. And, and the only thing that changes is the uh, is the is the outfit and the hair. She has curly hair in the third photo. That is true. Her hair is different in every one, yeah. and she's holding the same. Right. Flower. That is amazing. <laughs> she's to holding me. the exact same flower in every single one. It makes me wonder if these are like not actually posed. If they're somewhat, I mean, old school type Photoshop. Like if they just kind of cut these outfits out and made made some. Like put her head on it or if they actually did dress up the puppet and give her different hair and everything and repose her, which, you know, maybe seems like in the end that probably would be easier to do. Yeah, but, uh, I think they just put on a whole outfit. Yeah. Which one which one do you like the best? Which look oh. do you think which look do you think is the best on Piggy? Uh, I think that's I think that second one is pretty sexy. I like the third one, but I don't like her hair. See, I like the dress in the third one, but I don't like the curly hair on her. Yeah, I th- I think the second one looks very Grecian goddess. 
Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, I like that one. I do. And that is, that is being aloof. <laughs> uh, I like too that the the music kind of here is funny too. I mean, I don't think we've seen we've had music for most of the scene, as if I recall correctly. But now we hear the music kind of coming in, and it's kind of silly. Mm-hmm. I like. I just I noticed it. It was it was a nice little touch. And I, you know, Lady Holiday is clearly not very interested in this portfolio, but you know, she's nice enough to go through the motions. I mean, she very easily could just kick her out, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I think something about Piggy she likes. I think, I think in spite of herself, she's drawn to Piggy. Well, one, there is, a, again, with Diana's performance here, she has, she's definitely, uh, you know, high class, upper class, but yet she looks at Piggy with a certain sense of warmth, which yeah. is wonderful. Like, because so she, so she is inviting it in. Part of her is, is letting this in. There is this spunk about, uh, about this person or this pig that just walked into her office. Yeah. There, there is this, there's this certain je ne sais quoi, if you will. Yeah. Oh yeah. And there really I, is about Miss Piggy. I mean, as, as that's her defining characteristic, I would say if we had <laughs> to choose a French phrase, that would be it. I mean, and I think she also really appreciates how pushy she's being and how, yeah. how, how confident she is. I mean, cause Miss Piggy is nothing if not misguided confidence. I mean, that's, that's her defining characteristic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, I love that, you know, she's allowing it because I think she deep down she's 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 interested, just maybe not in the way Piggy expects. Although considering Piggy's reaction to this job offer, which is amazing, she I, I have a feeling that's kind of what she came in here for. Like she's she's reaching for the stars, but she is just as thrilled to just be in the building, you know, mm-hmm. she knows because, how to negotiate. Yeah, exactly. You come in with a really, 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 really high offer or high, you know, you're offering something that you you may not get. And then when you do get offered what you're actually shooting for, you're thrilled to death about it. And she certainly is thrilled to death. I think her scream here is probably my second favorite moment in in the movie so far. Well, it's so good because it's you changed my life the day you told me to when I watch Miss Piggy, try to imagine Frank Oz. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean, that's still how I love to watch her. That scene, thinking of Frank Oz doing that is just the most hysterical thing in the world. Yeah. So I, I actually, because we did talk a lot about Miss Piggy and her, her development and her, uh, in Frank Oz last movie. So I wanted to talk a little bit about someone we didn't spend much time on last time, Bonnie Erickson. Yes. She's the one who designed Miss Piggy along with a bunch of other Muppets, actually, Waldorf and Statler, uh, Zoot. Uh, things like that. So she's done a lot. She was, um, uh, I, I found a bunch of articles on her and I'll, I'll link them up on the Muppets Minute Facebook and maybe at MuppetsMinute.com. There's a really good article from the Smithsonian magazine about the evolution of Miss Piggy, which we actually did talk a little bit about that last time in her creative process. Um, but there was a couple other things that I found. I found an article at the website jimhensonlegacy.org. And uh, so it talked a little bit about how Bonnie got started in her relationship with Jim. And so she started on the Frog Prince and then uh, evolved into doing stuff uh, onto the um, Muppet show itself and then, you know, helping design characters and everything. But this one, this part is the one I really like. Is she, they, they asked her in the interview, what does she remember about Jim Henson? What are her memories? And she said she remembers him for these things. And I'll quote the article. uh, His love of film and television, his sharp editing skills, his sense of music and humor, 
his ability to draw people into his world. He was a man who cared about the details of his work and who did not cut corners. I really like that. And that's, I mean, we see that. We, we talk about that all the time. We never, you know, we don't always say it was Jim, but we, we definitely attribute a lot of that. Like we do see that sense of detail and that sense of, I want to, I want to do these effects and amaze people. And he really takes it to that next level every time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of what we were talking about, you know, the other day yeah. that he, he would do what he did. He'll do what it takes. Like he's like, we need to get this done. So we're going to do it. And he has um, this in, in, innate sense. Again, we always compare him to like Walt Disney is innate sense of putting the right people in the right places. And yeah. she did go on to talk about he prized collaboration and making a good environment for the people to work in. And she said it, people considered a calling to work for Henson. Right. And because of that, you have you surround yourself with people that want to make good work for you. Mm -hmm. So you end up getting a good product. It is true. It's just, it is very Disney. I mean, we've compared him to Disney many times. Yeah. But. And I the little interesting fact about her in 1977, she went on to create her own company with her husband. And they put together patterns and toys and samples and also created full body costumes for puppets for commercials. Jim Henson actually became their client eventually. And they produced a number of uh, projects with Henson, including some stuff on Fraggle Rock and uh, the children's television workshop. And then what I thought was pretty neat, she also went on to create 17 sports mascots, including the famed Philly Fanatic, the mascot of the Philadelphia Phillies. I nice. thought that was pretty neat. That and, is cool. Yeah. And then uh, one last thing, uh, there was an article on, uh, in, on artsatlanta.com. They asked her, would you, this was later on in years, so this would have been in the two, late 2000s. Uh, would you say Miss Piggy is a feminist icon as well as a fashion icon? And her answer to this, uh, quote, isn't it interesting? She's done by a male performer, and yet she has become a symbol for sort of brashness and independence that women appreciate. I would hesitate to say that she's a feminist because I'm not sure that's how Miss Piggy would feel about it or read it, but I see her as that. I think a lot of women feel the same way. That's actually good because I was sitting... I w as a woman sitting here listening to you ask me that question, like, what do I feel? I'm like, I don't, what I feel is maybe different than the way Miss Piggy would feel. Yeah. So that's actually a really interesting and, and well thought out answer. Well yeah. Done. Yeah. I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I'll link all those articles. Those articles are really good. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely get them up there on the Facebook page and hopefully, uh, and then at the post for the minute at MuppetsMinute.com. It's good to give Bonnie Erickson a little bit more uh, credit. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think Frank Oz brings the performance and that's what gives her life. But I mean, she wouldn't be Miss Piggy without her design. You know what I mean? I think, too, of all of the all of the, you know, collaborations that fashion companies have done with Miss Piggy over the years, you know, even recently up till recently, um, that's all based on her look, you know, just her look. I mean, there's nothing to do with Frank in those in those aspects of her character. No, so, I mean, you, no. you can look at that as, as like, this is the other half of her, which is just her look and her design and her, her kind of flavor. Um, which is, that's the, that's the feminine part of her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And a very, like there are definitely two parts to that. There's the, the, the puppeteer has to work with what they're, the character that they're given 
they right. for the most part it's a we don't think about it but yeah there's a different person who actually designs these characters and uh, one of the things she did talk about in more detail in some in one of the articles was the collaboration between uh yeah the designer is designing the look of the puppet but they actually at least in the early years when there was when it was a smaller company they worked directly with the puppeteers to be like all right does this feel right does this fit right are you able to control this correctly what can i what can i do as far as the design how do i merge the design and the functionality of this puppet so that was really interesting too yeah well i uh, i like diana riggs reaction to to miss piggy's just uh let's say over exuberance the veil yeah it's just yeah. a fun again it's just a funny little move i don't know if <laughs> like she lifts it up as if she can't see right through it right. and then but the way she rolls her eyes i love <laughs> it it's just like oh god am i really gonna have to deal with this now every day like i i already gave her the job i can't take it back you know mm-hmm. i i love that it's just a nice little um Again, and it's again like how the audience can could kind of be feeling for her too. Like, oh geez, what did you just get yourself into? I love it. It's so good. And then, so yeah, to counter that, she's like, sit. So hopefully, she can control Piggy a little bit. We'll see. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll have to we'll have to find out about that. <laughs> she's like, I'll put up with you, but just sit. Come down. And I think she does, and a small part of her, like we mentioned already, does want to be surrounded by that energy. Oh because yeah. You know, and, and we'll we'll see how this relationship develops, but I think it's going to be an interesting one. Well, I think a part of her, because we were talking about her being down on inspiration, a part of her might be like, this is actually just what I need, this enthusiasm. Because her models, if you notice, yeah. were all just like, <sighs> almost right. like, why do we have to be here? Uh. Right. They all are over it. And this is and Miss Piggy's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite a turning point for Piggy, who is, this is the, her first scene. At this point, we don't know what her sort of role is going to be yet in this overarching plot. But we do know with certainty, without even knowing, that at some point her path will cross with Kermit's. And I'm excited for that. Hmm, interesting, interesting <laughs> thought, theory. We'll see. You, you like my really obvious observations. Yeah, but. yeah. I'm just excited. I like when Miss Piggy and Kermit are together. Those are always some of my favorite scenes. So, uh, Well, that's all I've got for Minute 20. Are you ready to wrap up the week? Yeah, it's been a good one. It has been. I'm, I'm excited to have talked about Piggy. Uh, as you all know, she's my favorite. Thanks for listening, you guys. And we'll be back next week with Minute 21 uh, of Muppets Minute Show. You can check us out at MuppetsMinute.com or on Twitter at MuppetsMinute. And we will be back with you for some more Muppets. See you later. 